Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter, at GatorDave underscore SEC. And you might have saw it yesterday. We did a little live stream from the Clay County Gators gathering with Billy Napier on his spring speaking tour. And with that, we get a short media session uh, to, to talk with Billy Napier uh, before he heads out into the crowd there. So um, I'll share uh, what he had to say there, a little but 10, 11-minute media session there. So uh, I got to ask him a couple of questions. Others did, too. So uh, there we go. We get to hear from uh, Billy Napier as we pretty much have all spring. But uh, finally, personally, uh, get to ask uh, some, some questions here. Uh, this spring so all right um hit that like button hit that subscribe button bringing you plenty of episodes here this week on gators breakdown is we got a couple weeks of spring practice uh, before it wraps up so should be fun wrapping it all up in the next couple of weeks and yeah this is a a lot of fun uh, at the clay county gators gathering there with billy napier and uh, a little bit of quiet confidence i think uh kind of came across there with billy napier as he was uh discussing the crowd can't go into specifics of the actual uh, speaking engagement with Billy Napier. Uh, not allowed to share what he what he said in there, uh, but we'll share, of course, what he had to say in the media session. So before we get started, you can join Gators Breakdown Plus on the previous episode. I talked with Brandon Ayers from the Clay County Gators, but also had a Q&A session where Gators Breakdown Plus members sent me their questions. And well, that was a lot of good questions there. So if you want to be able to take part in stuff like that, join that Gators Breakdown Plus. Link is in the description. And you get uh, access to that Discord server. That's where I ask the questions. A lot, of, uh, a lot of conversation going on in there right now about a certain recruit who's making his announcement on this Tuesday, one quarterback, Austin Simmons, looking good for Florida. Big question. Could he reclassify, you know, if he commits to Florida? We'll be having an episode on the heels of that, hopefully, commitment. So look out for that episode as well, if that happens. Or, as I said, an episode yesterday, too, a little short live stream episode there from the Clay County Gators event. Some good questions I answered there, submitted by Gators Breakdown Plus members. So lots going on conversation-wise on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. So, all right, let's get to it. Uh, Breaking this up into a couple of sections here. Uh, from Billy Napier. So we're going to get started on kind of the transition from year one to year two. 
then you get to hear uh, Billy Napier's thoughts on Vernell Brown, of course, uh, leaving the staff and going and kind of managing Anthony Richardson as he makes his way to the NFL. And then some quarterback, some offense and quarterback talk. We'll wrap up this first section here. So, right, let's get to it. Billy Napier from the media session at the Clay County Gators event just last night. No, I think uh, we've made progress. You know, I think the, you know, the intangibles of your team, uh, the culture uh, of your organization, the energy in your building is something that you're working on every day. You know, I think you're uh, battling for a kind of your standard, your convictions, things that you believe in. And um, I think we did a good job defining those things early knowing that that would be a challenge. And I think that you know, I'm a firm believer that, um, you know, as you inherit new people, as new players arrive, as new staff members arrive, they typically do what they are observing, right? So uh, we've definitely made progress. And, and what I'm thankful for is a core group of veteran players that we have that are returning that really have kind of uh, set the tone. You know, we've got an accountability group that I think has done a terrific job of really taking ownership. We also are fortunate that we've retained a lot of our staff, right? So retention of your talent is important. And I think we've got a really good group coming back. And we're doing everything for the second time, right? So I think uh, we're doing these things better, but uh, more discipline, more detail. Um, and it's not just the players, but it's also the leadership within the organization organization at every every part one of those staff that uh, just announced he's leaving Vernell um, what what has he meant to the program and then um, how important do you think it is for Anthony to realize hey I, I didn't have a college experience I moved five miles from home and, and maybe to have my mentor with me yeah now VB was fantastic in the transition in particular I uh, did a lot to help one of the few staff members that we retained uh, was highly thought of um, coming in the door uh, and certainly had a passion for the University of Florida, right? And uh, being local, um, had a great connection with a lot of the players on the team uh, and helped, you know, helped in a major way in that transition. So uh, VB's, you know, I told um, the guys the other day, don't, don't uh, delete his thumbprint. He can get in and out of there whenever he wants to, right? So uh, VB's been invaluable you know certainly had a great relationship with a lot of players but there was a special connection there with Anthony um, and you know got to be pretty humbling for me be for the guy to ask hey would you like to join me on this kind of uh, next step in life so um, and you know tough decision for VB right I mean he went um, you know a lot of thought and prayer went into that decision and certainly he uh, he's excited. I caught him as he was kind of moving his stuff out, and it was like kind of his last time out of the building the other day. Um, so you can tell that this place is important to him and um, that he cares about the University of Florida. So he's a Gator through and through and was certainly special for me. Coach, without Anthony Richardson, and now you've seen these quarterbacks go through spring practice now, how much does the – or is the offense going to change all, all that much from a, a, a schematic point of view? And – is there an ideal timeline for, you know, you wanting a starter at a spring practice or heading into fall camp? Yeah, great question. I think, um, you know, we, we are 
in somewhat the the bare bones of the system is the same uh, there's no question about that and i think that's important for player development uh, but we're always going to evaluate what the quarterback can do well um, and certainly this group is different than anthony um, in some ways you know anthony obviously was a phenomenal athlete but we weren't quite able to run him maybe um, as much until mid latter half of the year right just due to our situation so uh, we've played with mobile quarterbacks we've also played with guys that maybe were above average athletes i think this group um, you know all these guys can make some plays with their feet uh, but we're, we're adding wrinkles we've added a handful of things already and then we'll continue to do research this spring as we prepare for OTAs this summer and training camp but overall you know we're right in the middle of a lot of work and certainly these guys are proving themselves they're putting together their body of work each day and you know, when that time comes, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I, I think it was assumed last year that Anthony had a pretty good grip on the job coming in. With that in mind, what does a quarterback competition look like under you? What are some of the things that you want to see? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think, um, you know, you're looking for a guy that wins over the staff, but also, more importantly, uh, wins over the team. You know, I think at some point, the leadership component, um, you know, there's a trust uh, part of this relative to, you know, do the players trust the guy? Do, does the staff trust the guy? And certainly for me, is the play caller. So, um, you know, I think that spring practice is a small sample size, right? We've been through phase one and two. We're right in the middle of three. We'll have an opportunity to observe these guys during summer OTAs, training camp. And at any point we feel like it declares, we'll make that decision. So, um, you know, bottom line is when we put the ball down, can you distribute the ball and move the team and, and score points? So uh, we're watching them every day do that. All right, there we go. We'll get into more of that in just a second. But to break it up just a little bit, yeah, year two, of course, everything should be easier, right? And uh, spring practice, I mean, as he said, not a lot of staff turnover. A few a few changes, of course, but you also have some probably upgrades with Corey Raymond taking over the secondary. So th that should help. But still a familiar face for those guys on the back end. His voice isn't changing all that much. He's still sharing, at least with the cornerbacks, the same message he was sharing last year. So, okay, you know, now all these players, these position coaches, you know, offensive line, quarterbacks, running backs, uh, of course, you know, Patrick Toney, uh, Piegler, Kerry Colbert, Okay, you know, there, there, there are some changes there. Uh, but offense, the offense is staying the same. You know, of course, the receivers, some of them already familiar with Billy Gonzalez, so not necessarily new language coming from him uh, as well. Kind of one advantage uh, of bringing him in. Now, he's got to adjust to this offense, of course, not the players. Uh, so the biggest adjustment for the offensive side, actually, is Billy Gonzalez getting into Billy Napier's offense, learning this offense and, you know, kind of how to work receivers within this offense and not Dan Mullen's offense. So that, that's probably the biggest change on offense as far as coaching staff goes, messaging goes. It's one for the staff members, not necessarily the players. Uh, but, you know, for the players, of course, it is an advantage. There's no surprise anymore. You don't have to learn the ins and outs of, of a spring practice. You, you, you know the ins and outs of a spring practice now. So now you can just go and get developed right away. A you know, big advantage from year one to year two, of course, uh, you know, that's just that's just a natural advantage of a coaching transition from year one to year two. Uh, so, of course, for defense, yeah, you're changing defensive coordinators, but 
You're not changing the system, changing what you might do within the system, but not changing all that much. So there should be a, a big advantage for, for, for these players being able to hit the ground running more so than they were last year. Uh, and for the relationship from the staff to the players and from the players to the staff, uh, a relationship build, uh, built, some expectations built, uh, you know, you know where to go. You know what to do. Not a lot of guesswork anymore. So now hit the ground running and start developing a, a bit better in that transition from year one to year two. Also, of course, you mentioned Vernell Brown and, and that move, you know, kind of more of a behind the scenes staff change there. None had been in the works for a while. He's been working with Anthony Richardson since Anthony Richardson declared for the NFL draft uh, there. So I, I'm surprised that wasn't announced earlier. Uh, he's kind of been doing that uh, more so than what he was doing at Florida uh, in the last few months. So um, we'll be missed, of course. Uh, 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 one of the Gator greats uh, out there in Vernell Brown. And uh, it was great to have him on campus with his relationship with the players. It was a really strong relationship uh, from between Vernell Brown and the players. Of course, a strong relationship with Anthony Richardson uh, going on and being kind of quote unquote a manager uh, for Anthony Richardson moving forward for his NFL uh, career. So something to look uh, forward to there uh, for Vernell Brown and his new ventures there. Uh, as I said, more of a behind the scenes move for the staff, of course. And then, uh, of course, uh, I, I wasn't going to go without asking the quarterback question <laughs> there for Billy Napier and, you know, what this offense, you know, would look like. You know, we just thought we were just discussing Anthony Richardson right before that question. And what does the offense look like without a quarterback like that? You've had the athletic quarterbacks of Anthony Richardson and Levi Lewis, the last Billy Napier quarterbacks there with the, the, the athleticism of quarterbacks and known just as good for their running ability as their passing ability. Well, now you're going to some quarterbacks who are probably known better known for their arm talent more so than their leg talent. So what does that mean for a Billy Napier offense? We, we haven't really seen it. You know, Levi Lewis was his quarterback for most of the time at Louisiana. And we've seen Anthony Richardson, the one year of Anthony Richardson. So what does it look like with more of a pocket passer? Not saying these guys can't make plays with their legs, but they're going to be more pocket passers uh, than Anthony Richardson. Now, Anthony Richardson, as you heard Billy Napier say, was more forced a little bit more to be a pocket passer. And you had to pick and choose when to run. Of course, you know, he got nicked up and probably didn't want, want to run, couldn't run uh, as much as uh, they wanted him to. Uh, so that affected the offense a bit. Well, now you, you're just going to have that because you're not going to have a quarterback that's just going to go out there and bust a 60-yard run out of nowhere. That, that's not going to happen. Now, you can have a quarterback make plays with his legs. I mean, now you, you have pocket maneuverability. There might be a few design runs, but there are not going to be many design runs. But can you make a play with your legs when the pass isn't there? Can you escape the pocket if the pass rush is coming? Can you go pick up some positive yardage? If it's third and three, can you make the play to go get those three yards? That's what we're looking for as far as the athleticism and the mobility from these quarterbacks. You know, I was asked a question uh, on the previous episode of Gators Breakdown from a Gators Breakdown Plus members. You know, what would you rather have, the, the arm talent or, or, or the athleticism? But give me the arm talent any day. Uh, th that, that can carry uh, an offense. You know, to me, an ideal um, you know, just kind of give the recent history of probably somebody like Joe Burrow, uh, somebody who can make the plays with his arms, but then make the plays when the, with his legs when he has to. 
that's the type of quarterback, you know, ideally everybody's looking for, of course. And that's not special to Florida or anything. And, you know, do, do any of these guys, you know, have that in them? Uh, you know, we'll see. Graham Mertz, of course, not asked to run a lot at Wisconsin, being told he's a better athlete than what he showed there. Okay, so we'll see. Jack Miller has kind of garnered that reputation throughout spring practice so far of kind of making something out of nothing and, and hitting the pass by maneuvering and escaping the pocket. We've heard Billy Napier talk about the athleticism of Max Brown, probably the best athlete out of them all. I think these, especially Max Brown, probably the best combo of arm talent and athleticism. But, you know, is the arm talent so far below a Graham Mertz or a Jack Miller to where that athleticism doesn't make it up, including his youthfulness and inexperience? So I think Graham Mertz, all in all, probably has a leg up with a little bit of the athleticism, can make plays with his legs as he has to, and probably right now a step above an arm talent above the other two, probably where I why and you know I lean with him outright winning the job when it's all said and done. But you heard Billy Napier there say, we'll cross that bridge when it comes. When we're talking about, you know, I asked him about the timeline. And I mean it's it's very interesting, of course, because it, it is a it is a battle. And you want to keep guys engaged, of course. So if uh, what happens if Billy Napier last spring practice or after the spring game comes out and says, all right, Graham Mertz is our quarterback, what does that mean for Max Brown? What does that mean for Jack Miller? Now, Jack Miller's already transferred. You know, would he go transfer again? Or would he just bide his time? Max Brown, does he get a chance to you know, play at a, 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 a university as big as Florida if he goes and transfers away? Probably not. Uh, so looking at that, you know, would he stick around – because you know he's at Florida, you know, kind of maybe, maybe a, a Kyle Trask situation uh, there for Max Brown. And then, of course, you know, on the horizon, Florida's bringing in two good quarterbacks, so uh, or a quarterback in DJ Lagway, hopefully Austin Simmons down the road as well. Uh, so, you know, what does that mean? Or are, are, are other quarter or are the, the the losers of the quarterback battle looking at that? You know, you want to keep them engaged, uh, but if you name a starter out of the orange and blue game. Okay, what does that mean? You know, the, the, it does that open the door for possible transfers out of the program for the quarterback? Does the battle go in to fall camp? Not only because maybe you know they want to keep those guys on board, but maybe it just does naturally. Maybe a guy doesn't separate himself through spring practice after the orange and blue game, and then a battle rages on into fall camp. I'm, I'm more of a believer you're you, know, you name one as soon as you can and get that guy all the starting reps possible. That that's the way I lean personally. Uh, but, of course, they know much more <laughs> what's going on with this battle uh, through spring practice and if it needs to go in to fall camp, if it's going to be a true battle. So, yeah, um, interesting there, um, talking about uh, you know, also what he's looking for, of course, you know, leadership. Uh, that speaks for itself, of course, from the quarterback position, but also the trust, trust from the staff trust from his fellow players, you know, does that go a long way? You know, what, what's the communication from other players, uh, maybe towards the coaching staff of who they feel or who they play better with. I mean, that's the job of the quarterback, right? Make the other 10 players around you better at the same time. They got to believe in you as well. So a lot's going on uh, there about, uh, about the quarterback position. And, and of course, Napier mentioned, you know, adding some wrinkles um, to the offense there. I think that could mean getting the running backs a bit more involved in the passing game. Uh, I, I do think that might be a, an added wrinkle that not necessarily 
Billy Napier has shown a whole lot of in his career. Maybe and extend that a tight end position as well with Arnold boarding him and, and, and him coming along. Graham Mertz loved and that's part of the offense at Wisconsin. Loved using those tight ends at Wisconsin. Zipper goes down, you know. So you're you're, you're kind of willing. Odom is not available in spring. Should be available in the fall. Uh, Arliss Morningham is a guy who's taking advantage, a guy that has been talked about coming into spring practice as a possible breakthrough player, kind of living up to that reputation right now. Um, so I think you know, getting the tight ends involved more in the passing game and the running backs involved more in the passing game could be a little wrinkle uh, that Billy Napier is talking about in this offense to help these quarterbacks out. So, um, of course, I think the offense is still going to be based on the run game a bit. You know, How much you know, can you lean on that to just make it easier? Uh, for these quarterbacks, I, I, I talked about a pretty good question with, with the running backs uh, of how they can get better and what to look better for them in a pre- previous episode of Gators Breakdown. If you want to listen to that, uh, that for, for that Q&A, really went into some running back talk. So uh, to keep this episode a little bit shorter, not to repeat myself, you can go listen to that. But I also think, you know, how much does the offense change just based on running back production, a more consistent running back room, uh, not just the big run. So Went into that too, but that, that is something that's going to go into this quarterback. Um, you know how the offense changes uh, with whoever is playing quarterback in this three-man quarterback battle right now. So, all right, let's uh, finish up with Billy Napier in this little media session here. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet. Help us out right here on this YouTube version of Gators Breakdown. Thank you. Uh, so many of you for joining me live right here for this kind of impromptu episode. Thank you for watching the replay if you didn't join us live. But hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and here's more from Billy Napier. Coach, you got some uh, half a dozen or so kids in this area on the an informal type depth chart. I'm sure you got my contributions. And then I guess Treon Webb and Jade Robinson, you know, you're, you're hopeful there. Uh, how fruitful – has recruiting been in this area in terms of the kids you've already been able to bring in and then the ones you, you're, you're in the mix for? Yeah, no, I think history is the best indicator of the future. And, uh, you know, this area in particular has always been good for the Gators when the Gators were good, right? So some marquee players and then just some really, um, you know, two deep players that contributed in a major way, going all the way back to the, you know, all parts of history in this program. So we knew that going in. It's been a um, it's been a big deal for us. I thought we did a great job last year. Uh, I think we let one slip away. But um, for the most part, um, you know, that's a good group that we've added to our team. So, you know, our emphasis is building the team inside out, right? So, and we certainly want to start by defending our backyard, working our way out. We start our evaluation process that way. And we firmly believe that it means more to a kid who grew up right in the middle of it, right? So the way I say it is they got to go home and put up with it, whether it's good or bad, right? So, uh, and I, I just think there's a certain motivation that comes from that and a passion that comes from that. We've seen that already amongst our our football team. What are you seeing what are you seeing in terms of the development of wide receiver now that Billy's been there a few weeks? Yeah, no, Coach Gonzalez is a pro. Um, you know, great command, um, really cares about the players. It's been awesome to see former Gators coming by, coming to the facility, coming back to see him and seeing that connection. 
um, you know, ultimately that's where the gratification as a coach comes from, right? So, no, Billy's he's got off to a great start. Uh, he gets a little bit better every day in terms of familiarity with the system. So, great on the grass, great in the meeting room, great staff guy, and certainly has a lot of knowledge uh, and awareness of this place, right? It's going to bring a lot to our team and staff in that regard. So, uh, it's a home run. Um, couldn't be more excited. Coach, with the running back room, you bring back Johnson and ETN. Where do you want to see those guys get better? Well, you know, I think the big thing is they experienced some success last year. So keeping that humility, um, you know, oftentimes human nature is to let that affect your motivation. I think these guys have done a good job more, see it more as momentum. Uh, they had a really good offseason physically. I think they're in a good place um, and their practice habits, you know, and I, I would say um, Coach Luke does a good job of kind of defining expectations for that group and their who they are as people, uh, their approach to the game, academics, life. Uh, and, you know, Treyon has been submerged into that culture in that room. Same for Cam. You know, all of those guys are doing a really good job right now. So. Uh, but leadership is number one at the top of the list because that group uh, has been productive on the field, but they have character and work ethic and are respected amongst the team. And I think their example uh, and their ability to be vocal uh, and hold people accountable is a big part of, you know, it's a big piece of the puzzle for this team that we're getting ready to have next year. Go to the back. Um, Coach Napier, I was just wondering, what have you seen from Clay County's zone on Roger coming from Orange Park High School over spring practice, and what does he add to the 2023 class? And how does he keep up the uh, offensive line as a whole? Yeah, no, Rod is um, one of my favorite players in this, in people in this class. You know, just uh, Rod's a leader. Um, you know, Rod is uh, passionate about the game. His work ethic is second to none. Um, you know, he's playing center, which is a new position for him. He played tackle in high school, um, and he's off to a good start. You know, really, um, you're talking about learning a new system and learning how to play a new position and all the communication that comes with that. But Rod is um, – Rod's a, he's a lot of fun to be around, man. You know, the guy's just got a lot of personality and a guy that's going to be a – he's a future leader uh, on our team. So – uh, got strong, uh, plays with great effort, and uh, brings a great attitude every day. So uh, he's gaining valuable experience right now. Uh, phenomenal family. Uh, can't compliment, compliment them enough. Just getting to know them throughout the recruiting process. This is a, you know, they've got strong values, uh, know who they are. They've raised a fantastic son, and this guy's going to represent the Gators the right way. All right, we'll go right there with the Jacksonville area players, the Clay County, Orange Park area players. And, you know, the first question was asked, you know, the area players that were brought in uh, and that are on the roster, of course. And if you go down and they was hit pretty hard this last cycle uh, for Billy Napier. And look, he said even the one that got away, he, he mentioned well, that one slip away, of course, Pup Howard linebacker that ends up going to uh, South Carolina. Uh, that one hurt. That one personally hurt uh, for me, but still a pretty good haul for the Gators around this area. When you 
think of you know, Sharif Denson, Roger Kearney, who he was just talking about. We'll go there in just a second. Trayon Webb uh, and, and and Robinson, Jane Robinson, the linebacker, and pretty good haul uh, there for, for for this area. And as he said, you know, when Florida's good, they're recruiting this area pretty good. And you, of course, we all go back to to Tebow and the St. Augustine guys that came in that 2006 class and how much they meant uh, to University of Florida and your Lido Shepherds and your Jabbar Gaffneys, of course. I mean, you know, some of Florida's best players that we always point back to come to this area uh, right here in North. East Florida. So uh, interesting there when uh, he, he kind of going in on Roger Kearney there at the at the end, and hey, we get a little bit of clarification. We knew we played tackle in a run heavy offense here locally in Orange Park, but where would he fit in for Florida? We knew it would be inside, and would it be guard? You know, it's probably just pencil him in at guard because you know center's a pretty important position, and they're going to go ahead and put him in at center behind another local. Jacksonville area prospect and Kingsley Aguacan. So, I mean, there's, uh, you know, a, a Northeast Florida connection there uh, for these two, but now he's going to be, he's, he's learning there at center, as you heard Billy Napier say. So now we know where Roger Kearney is going to fit in. And look, he probably will be cross training at guard at the same time. But now we know where they're going to try and start him at, where, where they see his fit at, uh, and give some depth at that center position uh, as a true freshman. And kind of to go along with that and, and just talking about freshmen, just Quickly along the offensive line, Najee Harris making some moves there for Florida and getting some first-team reps uh, at, at one of the guard spots. So uh, don't be surprised if you see him making immediate impact as a true freshman. It's weird you know, to say that for an offensive lineman because it just doesn't happen all that often of an offensive lineman coming in, ready to play as a true freshman. But Najee Harris earning himself from reps, everything that's been going on with, with Micah Mazuka, and, of course, now his surgery and him going to be missing some time, hopefully available in the fall. If he comes back, you know, look for him to you know probably pencil right back into that first, that first guard spot. But if not, true freshman Najee Harris is making some waves uh, there. So pretty interesting right there as a true freshman comes in, starts maybe seeing some playing time in one of the hardest positions to fit into as a true freshman. That speaks very highly of what Najee Harris has been able to accomplish so far. Because I, I, Like I said, in the last couple of weeks, I like what Florida has um, in some of the depth pieces along the offensive line with you know, your Jake Slaughters and Richard Leonard's and stuff. We'll hear from him later this week as uh, well. We'll talk offensive line later this week, but that's one piece uh, that I'll continue on. But Najee Harris, true freshman, making some waves uh, there, but you know, also to kind of keep it local here for you know Northeast Florida area. Just mentioned Kingsley, you got Austin Barber as well. I mean, a Jackson, two two guys from the Jacksonville area right here on the Gators offensive line. Uh, Jack Pyburn is another name, of course, to be looking out for. We heard Mike Peterson talk about him uh, last week uh, uh, through through the media and how he's just so hungry and, and just wants to meet all the time. And how can he get better? That's the type of Type of person Jack Pyburn is. That was his kind of reputation <laughs> of, uh, you know, kind of the, 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 the rat, the gym rat, the film rat there at Bowles here locally. Uh, so, pretty good little nucleus of players here from the Jacksonville, Orange Park, St. Augustine, Lake City area uh, right here for the Gators. Now, I mentioned Billy G, of course, taking over uh, at wide receiver. You heard Napier kind of just uh, allude to you know, him fitting into this offense, him learning this offense, not the damn Mullen offense now. Uh, that we become, you know, Urban Meyer, Dan Mullen offense that we were accustomed to seeing Billy Gonzalez in. Now he's in this Billy Napier offense. Uh, how how does that transition go? Probably won't be too hard uh, for, for Gonzalez, and given all the experience he has uh, in coaching wide receivers throughout the years. So of course he was at LSU as a uh, as a wide receiver coach as well at one point. So he hasn't just been in the Urban Meyer, Dan Mullen offense. He, he's branched out a bit, of course, at FAU last year too. 
so get a, a little of experience outside of the Meyer Mullen offense. We'll get in more with wide receivers. Uh, Ricky Pearsall spoke to the media earlier this week, uh, but Billy Gonzalez is coming up speaking to the media, I believe, on Saturday. Uh, so we'll get more wide receiver talk coming up right here on Gators Breakdown after uh, Billy Gonzalez speaks to the media for the first time back as wide receiver coach. Uh, then you heard me ask about the running backs, of course, and uh, Billy Napier saying they're, they're, leadership is what he's looking for, but you got to think about it. It's not just leadership for the running back room. It's not just leadership for Traylon Webb and, and Cam Carroll coming in as a transfer. As much as these guys are going to be leaned on, it's leadership for the entire offense, for the entire team. Uh, that, that's a lot of production last year, as you said. And, you know, hopefully they're not leaning on that. That doesn't seem to be the case here. They're making big plays all throughout spring. They're going to be counted on even more, uh, I believe, uh, this coming up with the, uh, this coming up fall with what Florida has on the offensive line, the production these guys can produce. Uh, as I said, if you go listen to previous episode, little looking for a little more consistency from this offense or from this running back group. But that, of course, that goes up front as well, uh, and what these guys can produce. But you'll be hard pressed to find a better duo than Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne. And where can these guys get better? Uh, of course, is you know, will, will be a storyline. They're they're a really good duo, but of course, you know, there's always room for growth. And Trevor Etienne's this, this inexperience, you know, can you heard him say he wants to get better in pass blocking? Can these guys be involved more in the passing game? So the, the, the growth is probably a little more outside of traditional running back and uh, what we're looking for uh, from these guys. So going to be heavily leaned on. What type of growth? I don't think they're near their ceilings yet. Even Montreal Johnson has been a, a year more than Trevor Etienne. There's still some room to grow and help the other running backs grow at the same time. So, all right, there we go. Billy Napier, right here in Clay County last night, speaking to local Northeast Florida Gator fans, getting to see him speak for the first time locally. Uh, he was in Jacksonville last year, Clay County Orange Park this year. Big thanks to, to, to those guys and all the hospitality uh, they showed. If I saw you at the event and you come by and say hello, uh, thanks so much for stopping and saying, hey, met so many of you. Uh, last night, the Clay County Gators. The big thanks to Brandon for hopping on uh, from the Clay County Gators. If you want to know more about how to support them, support future uh, prospective Gators students, they have a scholarship fund. That's the, the main focus of the Clay County Gators. Uh, but really, really high-class event they put on uh, last night with Billy Napier in town. Big thanks to them, all their hospitality, and uh, everybody is stop, stopping by, coming and say hello. Uh, yesterday at that event. So, all right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.